This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies, from healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution. Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. Scottish Mortgage is considered the flagship trust of Edinburgh-based investment managers Bailey Gifford and is the UK's largest investment trust. As with any investment, please note capital is at risk. To find out more, please visit scottishmortgageit.com. Hello and welcome to The Advice Show. From advice to practice management, this podcast will give you UK and global insights into the financial planning profession. I'm Nicola, a reporter at New Model Advisor, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Kevin Duran, who is Managing Director at AJ Bell Investments. Kevin, hello. Thank you very much for being with us. Morning, Nick. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, and uh, we're talking in an exciting time. Uh, last week, AJ Bell launched Dodal, um, a consumer investment app. Um, very kind of simple, makes investing very simple. So it would be good to talk a bit about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, what was the thinking behind launching Dodal? It was obviously quite a big step um, for AJ Bell into the, into the retail investment market. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so Doddle, so uh, invest investing needn't be scary. Uh, what's the thought behind that? I guess the inspiration is if you have a look at the what the FCA been doing for a number of years now. They do what's called the Financial Lives Survey. Uh, the 2020 version of the Financial Lives Survey produced some really interesting kind of statistics and has led some of the FCA's policy. So, in the UK right now, there are 8.6 million adults who persistently have more than £10,000 on bank deposit. And of those people, that £10,000 or or in excess of that represents more than 75% of their total financial investments. So they have the means to invest, but they're not engaging with capital markets. And so what we did on the back of the FCA work is went out and tried to research and understand what were the reasons why these people were not investing and taking advantage of capital markets. And the main reasons they come up with is we don't trust people in the industry. It's too expensive and it's too scary. So from a, you know, from an AJ Bell perspective, we think you know, we have a reasonable brand uh, within the marketplace. So hopefully we can get over the, the trust issues. We've made it as, as cheap as we possibly can. But really the purpose of Doddle is, as I say, kind of investment needn't be scary. So we're really trying to kind of normalize investments uh, make sure that people uh, appreciate that capital markets are accessible to everyone. You don't need the pinstripe suit. You don't need the picture of Gordon Gecko in your Twitter in your Twitter kind of handle. And so it's really about making it accessible, make it really easy, and as I say, kind of low cost as well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And and the the kind of low cost element we'll come on to just talk about a bit of the logistics of the app. Um, it would be good to hear about that. I mean, what's the what is the minimum investment amount for a new user? Okay, so you can invest with as little as uh, £25 per month or £100. So you know, it, it couldn't be uh, easier to invest. And not only is it a, a low minimum in order to start your investment journey, we're giving you all of the tax wrappers you'd expect to see there. So there's an investment ISA, lifetime ISA, which is really kind of important for the target de- demographic of, of Doddle, and then also pension and general investment accounts as well. Yeah. Okay. And it's it, tra- trading is commission free as well, right? Completely commission free. So we've really simplified all the tariffs here. So it's fifteen basis points, zero point one five percent 
uh, charge for the platform and all the wrappers based on your investments. So any cash you hold in your portfolio, we don't charge you for that. Uh, and that's it. So no commission on any trades. And again, we've simplified the trading process. So it's really, you know, kind of, I've just used the, the word trade there. It's actually a dealing process. You know, investing needn't be scary. Trading, we think, actually is scary. And for most people, it will probably put them off um, their investment journeys because it's a little bit too volatile. So you deal once a day. So you put your order in. We deal once a day around 11 a.m. Uh, every morning. And all of the trades are conducted in a single batch with no commission. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And um, Kevin, you kind of touched on this before, but um, what gap exactly um, were you trying to fill in the market with the app? Because I know that um, you already have an investment, a consumer kind of focused investment mm -hmm. platform. So if you, yeah, if you could kind of talk a bit to um, what this app brings as well. Um, yeah, sure. So, you know, so there's 55 million adults in the UK across 30 million different households. And it is possible to, you know, you can stratify them in a number of different ways. But if you stratify them on an income deciles basis, the people who take advice, so 4 million people took advice in the UK, but those 4 million people who took advice typically have a portfolio size of over a quarter million pounds. So they're very much kind of top in income decile and top wealth decile. The D2C can show our U-Invest platform, uh, which is our D2C platform. Typical portfolio size there is about 70,000. So we're very much in the kind of eighth and ninth income decile and wealth deciles. So what we're trying to do with Doddle is we're trying to open up and make investments normalized and accessible for kind of like the sixth, seventh and into the eighth income decile. So it's, it's an adjacent market for us and it's about widening the access to capital markets across a broader sector of society. You know, kind of just to maybe elaborate a bit more on that. If you look at income growth since the 1990s, so whether you're in the top income decile or the bottom income decile, your income growth since the 1990s has been around 3.5% annualised. So income equality is actually unchanged in the UK for over 30 years, but wealth inequality is increasing. And the reason wealth inequality keeps on increasing is if you're leaving money in a bank account and so you've had interest rates at practically zero for a decade, as opposed to you've invested your money and exposed it to capital markets, that explains the gap in, in wealth inequality. So we're also trying to do a social good of actually close wealth inequality within the UK as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's really interesting and it's quite, those stats are quite kind of shocking in a way, aren't they? When you learn just how many people have these kind of small small fortunes really and entirely in cash. Um, uh, I wanted to put something to you as well. Um, when we reported on this, this app coming out, um, Holly Holly McKay, who is the founder of um, Boring Money, um, said, you know, she, she, she said she thought the app was great, but she said, you know, I'd be surprised if it didn't only just attract new investors, but, um, you know, also people um, looking to invest who might be a bit more affluent, you know, 40s to 50s. Um, with a relatively mainstream sort of buy and hold portfolio. Do you think there is something in that? I mean, you know, I presume the app is open to a to a wide audience, even if the target audience is, are those new investors? Yeah, it is accessible. And of course, kind of given the price point and the simplicity of the offering, there will be a proportion of people who already invest who may look at their existing kind of D2C retail platform and decide to transfer. And they'd be more than welcome. And that, you know, that includes... Some of our you invest D2C customers at Age of Bell will probably also transfer to Doddle, as, uh, Doddle in, in that process. 
But as you know, the key kind of market we're targeting with Doddle is really you know it's it's young professionals like yourself, Nicola. So people who are you know in in the twenties who are getting started on their investment journey. So from a from an advisor point of view, and of course you know your audience is more more advisor driven. Can we think we're actually creating the advised customers of the future? So start if people start their investment journeys five years earlier in their early twenties as opposed to their late twenties. The impact that has by the time they get into their 50s and 60s is huge. And actually, we're creating the advised customers of the future. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, I mean, could you um, speak a bit more about that uh, user's journey, Kevin? Like, would you, for example, see them starting off with this app, gaining a bit more confidence with investing, and then ultimately moving on to, say, you invest or a financial advisor or something as they accumulated more wealth? Or how would you see that journey happening? Yeah, potentially, you know, if you look at what we offer on Doddle, we've, in order to make it uh, kind of you know, jargon-free, in order to kind of like reduce the level of scariness around investments, we've really streamlined the investment universe. Uh, so there's 30 funds and 50 shares in the investment universe. So there's a range of multi, multi-asset funds. So there's nine multi-asset funds available on the platform. Uh, there's 20 odds kind of single strategy, but for every single strategy, so for example, US equities, there's only one selection. If you want UK corporate bonds, only one fund selection. Uh, so kind of a real simplified streamlined investment range, which will suit for, you know, new help you investors because you're not then trying to, okay, well, I've decided I want to invest, but where the hell do I go? There's three, over 3,000 funds within the UK. So really kind of help people on that investment journey as they become more confident and there's a learn center built into the app. As they become more confident, the, some people in there will start to adopt investing more as a hobby. And then they can go onto a more hobbyist-based platform with wider investment range, wider share choice, etc. And then, as I say, kind of the sooner you start your investment journey, by the time you get into your fifties and sixties, and let's face it, you know that's when most people start to look for financial advice. You know, most people who are looking for financial advice, it, it's very much around, okay, well, I'm thinking about retiring now. Have I saved enough? How much can I take? What tax? inheritance planning, all of those kind of real key things that advisors offer offer uh, the, 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 you know, their, their clients, all those key services, you know, the more money you have, the more, the, the sooner you'll get to the question of maybe I should be taking some financial advice on wrappers and uh, inheritance taxes, etc. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and you mentioned the kind of offerings currently on the app. It would be really interesting to to come back to that. Um, Kevin, is I just want to ask: is is AJ Bell? Would you say moving sort of strategically more towards the consumer investment market? Is that is that an area of sort of strategic growth? Well, to be fair, kind of both sides of our business. So we 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 are quite rare in the marketplace. You know, we are one of the few businesses available where we where we operate at scale both in the retail and in the advised marketplace. But, you know, look at the advised marketplace in the past 12 months. You know, we've signed 20,000 new clients. Um, we took a, a billion of, of new assets in advisors. And, you know, that's a 16% growth. So, you know, our advised business is, is growing absolutely, you know, rapidly. Uh, we're not a capital-constrained business, so we are able to invest in both sides of the business. But the advised sides of the business is absolutely core. Cool. It's where the vast majority, of, you know, we've 75 billion of assets, 55 billion of that is on the on the advice platform so very much a key kind of uh, key uh, plank 
to AJBL's overall strategy, but we, we're not capital constrained. We're actually able to grow both sides of the business. But the really nice thing is, as we grow in the D2C world, uh, kind of, and you know, we're up to you know, a quarter million customers there. Of course, we operate platform technology underneath both kind of the advised and the retail world. All the benefits of those additional customers that come into the DTC world lowers our kind of marginal costs, and we're able to pass on those marginal costs to our advised customers in the form of low, low platform fees as well. Yeah, perfect. Um, thanks, Kevin. Um, and yeah, to turn back to those kind of 50 shares and, and 30 funds that you mentioned, um, something I noticed. Um, because um, as well, I think they're given titles, aren't they, to kind of, um, and a lot of them focused on the theme of those funds. Like there's a big tech fund, there's an automation and robotics uh, fund, and there's obviously the US and UK focused offerings, things like that. But I wondered, um, perhaps the answer is no. Were these kind of um, titles given to the funds reflecting a rise in um, in an interest in thematic investing that that AJ Bell have noticed recently at all was that part of that kind it, of? It's two, it's twofold. We did uh, we did extensive you know consumer research before we kind of even put pen to paper and started to d develop the 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 double app. And two interesting things came out of that research. First of all. Actually, really quite interesting is not what you would expect. Um, but when people are making their first investment, we found that they were really much more predisposed to making an investment in, in a share of a company that they'd heard of as opposed to buying a fund. Um, that, so that was really interesting, hence why there's a shares offering uh, on the platform. People are most likely to buy, I don't know, kind of Burberry. As an example, they're most likely to, to buy that than they would buy a legal and general fund, for example. And then when we got to talking about funds, people were interested in the theme. Actually, can re quickly tell me why it is I'm investing here? Because the you know, the 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 Jupiter European Corporate Bond Fund AAC, you know, C shares, and all the nonsense that comes on the end end, end of. Uh, means nothing yeah. to you. Unless you're in the industry, it means absolutely nothing to you. So, you know, back to that, making things simple, accessible. When you present people with, you know, in, an investment choice, if you say to people, this is investing in big technology companies or the top 100, uh, you know, UK companies, you don't even need to use the word footsie. It's really about, you know, big UK companies, uh, big tech, um, clean companies, you know, automation. If you tell people in essence what it is they're investing in, they're more likely to kind of say, okay, that's for me. That aligns with my principles and beliefs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that there's certainly, yeah, is, isn't there that kind of um, uptake of that kind of investing among, among newer investors. Um, I wanted to ask Kevin, when you are designing something like this and you can consumer investment product, um, do you have to think about you know, I'm sure you have to think about the element of, um, you know, do, do these users know what they're investing in and, and how how do you kind of implement that when you're building the app? So, so there's kind of three levels of consumer protection, I guess, there. And, and you know, it all ties into the forthcoming consumer duty as well. So first and foremost on Doddle, we know that they're more likely to find a novice investor on Doddle. And so there's a learn center. So there's a section of the app completely dedicated to, so you're, no to, you're no, new to investing, kind of here's the real basics. And we'll kind of layer up your level of knowledge 
No one's obliged to, you know, there's no push notifications trying to use dopamine cycles in order to get people to invest before they're ready. It's actually quite the other way around. We'll kind of nudge you towards the learn center before mm -hmm. you make your first investment. So that and learn what's, in the, what's in the learn center? What kind of material and information? It really, it, it's as basic as, okay, so you're new to investing. Why would you invest in the first place? And you have some of the things that I've discussed there about access to capital markets and long-term returns, et cetera. We're really trying to get people to start an investment journey. It's not a trading platform. So it really is about investing needn't be scary. We think trading is actually really quite a scary thing. And most people shouldn't engage in that. You know, we understand that people do and there's services available to allow people to do that. But investing needn't be scary is the real kind of you know, the, the, the strap line that comes with this. So we're encouraging people to start their investment journeys. But of course, what we get in our industry, and you know, we're all guilty of it, there's so much jargon available in, in this industry. So we really can, so any, we try to make it as jargon-free as possible. And where we have to use jargon, because it's a, you know, a regular GTM, etc., there'll be a tool tip. So you can click on that, and it'll tell you, you know, in layman's language, ah, okay, so that's what an OCF is, for example. Yeah, so uh, kind of um, th there's those tool tips there. And then the kind of the final level of, of, of protection is whilst you are placing your deals, there's a, okay, you have to have to go and look at the kid documents and fact sheets, make all the fact sheets and kid documents accessible. And you have to basically self-certify that you've gone and read those documents before you actually go investing. So all the information is available there at the point of use. Which is really interesting you because a lot of people talk about how do we raise financial education within the nation and there's so many people who say oh, well only if we taught finance in schools well it sounds like a you know an appealing idea but trust me it's been tried been tried in multiple countries since for about the last 60 years and what you actually find is that if you present people with financial education and it, there's a big gap between the education and the point at which they'll use it they're cheating of new, no use whatsoever. So what we need to do is we need to get the education in close to the point that you're going to use that use that information. And hence kind of, we built it, you know, this poor flow in your pocket idea of hence why it's only a mobile app. You'll have that education, you have those nudges and kind of uh, those tips and tools available to you at the point when you're going to use them. That's really interesting. Yeah, so the consumer is making a conscious decision of like, I want to download this app because I'm actually interested in investing now. Um, yeah, really interesting. And and Kevin, um, are there plans or could you see there being plans to expand the uh, offering of products on the platform in future? I think you mentioned that US, um, US shares might become an investable asset. Yeah, so, so at the moment we've, we've launched with uh, 50 UK shares and 30 funds. And, you know, go back to that brand familiarity, kind of UK investors that, you know, it, it's obvious that they'll more likely to know UK companies, but equally kind of, you know, US shares have been really one of the, you know, big beneficiaries, I guess, of, of the pandemic because more people have invested, you know, Facebook and Netflix and not that you necessarily want to invest in Netflix this week, uh, but, you know, all of those kind of big US names, um, are really quite familiar to a lot of people. So the next, you know, th this is an app that will never sit still. You know, we will iterate, there will always be iterations. Um, so the, the next kind of major iteration in terms of the investment universe is to introduce and give people access to US shares. But one of the things you've got with US shares, of course, is 
in the UK, most shares in the UK are less than £20 per share. Actually, when you take that to the US, you end up with bigger share uh, kind of price price points. So we didn't want to scare people off with big price points early on. Hence, we'll bring the US shares a bit later. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And it, and will it be a case down the line, do you think, of um, keeping the um, investment offerings restricted? Um, or could you see, again, as, as kind of more users get on the platform, they're just being a, a wider and wider offering available? No, no you know, certainly the, the target market that we've created demands a restricted um, kind of investment universe. Of course, for people who want to migrate to a more, you know, kind of, you know, a, a wider investment universe with more uh, kind of investment trusts and more shares available, full range of funds, active and passive, etc. We have an automatic kind of migration profile. You go from Doddle to Uinvest or indeed any other kind of D2C platform, but there's an obvious migration path there as you become more confident and potentially as you become more uh, kind of hobbyist in your investment kind of profile. Kevin, I'm going to play devil's advocate <laughs> and say, um, what would you say to the person who argued, you know, this is a not a good time to launch a sort of consumer investment um, app just because over the past few years, markets have been um, much, you know, particularly volatile. And also there was that boom in retail trading that you that you mm -hmm. touched on. I, so what would I say? Well, first of all, AJBL doesn't make short term decisions. You know, this is a long-term strategic move for us as an organisation. But that, you know, that's me talking from a commercial kind of corporate perspective. Everyone knows that the best day to start investing was yesterday. The second best day to start investing is today. And so, you know, we're, as I go back to some of the stuff I talked about earlier, we're trying to create the investors of the future. And the impact of starting your journey in your early 20s, as opposed to your late 20s or even early 30s, is such a huge difference when you get to your 40s, 50s and 60s. So it's, for us, it's about, you know, regardless of, do I, do I think a balanced portfolio will give you the same returns in the next decade that you've had in the previous decade? Not at all. You know, that's, that's not kind of what we're trying to, to get here. But do I think a balanced portfolio in the next 10 years will give you returns infinitely better than, than the return on cash? Absolutely. And so if we can encourage people out of cash, start their investment journeys, it will have such a big long-term impact on their lives. And hence why we're trying to make it as easy and non-scary as possible. So you touched on some of the kind of main reasons uh, behind, you know, why the market needed an, an app like this. Um, I saw an SCA study recently that showed that 8% of adults had received financial advice, uh, only 8%. So there was a gap in the market. But interestingly, they also said, um, the SCA also said they thought robo-advice was failing to fill that gap. The uptake hadn't been huge. Um, I wanted to ask, why do you have any thoughts about why that could be? Why, why robo-advice specifically hadn't worked? And it seems like these consumer investment apps are popular on one end. Um, and, you know, financial advice is kind of struggling to pick up. Well, I, you know, I, I go back to what I said earlier. So there's a, around 4 million people take uh, financial advice in the UK and spread over around 20, 27,000 independent financial advisors, which suggests that most financial advisors have about 150, 150 customers, give or take uh, a, a dozen or so. So that's a typical financial advice practice within the UK. Again, the single biggest reason why there's an, a, a, an advice gap in the UK is RDR. 
Now, that's not to say RDR was a negative impact on the industry. I think it helped the industry professionalise. I think it also really helped advisors to be able to frame the value proposition that they had. And investment advice is incredibly valuable. But it allowed, people thought investment advice was free because it was bundled as part of the investment solution. So I think having the you know, ban on commission and the, and the RDR was fundamentally a good thing but there were a cohort of people who had access to financial advice because they thought it was free, who, when it was explicitly you know, stated to them, here's the cost of financial advice, they dropped out of the market. And on top of that, because the number of advisors within the market fell, I think that's where the advice gap opened up. Now, the FCA are coming at this from two directions. So they come from a D2C thing, which is increased guidance from a D2C. But one of the other things they're working on is simplified advice uh, from the advice side. Now, if you look at the simplified advice, again, this is an area that we're kind of you know, really um, interested in as a business at AJ Bell. And hence, kind of the analogue of what we're doing with Doddle on the D2C side of the business is to create touch by AJ Bell on the, on the advice side of the business. So touch by AJ Bell will allow advisors to provide simplified advice and streamlined advice process, again, on a mobile and, and tablet kind of uh, operation. So thinking about the future generations of people who would take financial advice and thinking about the mediums by which they interact. So, you know, making it a digital uh, proposition as opposed to, you know, a more paper-based uh, proposition. So that's kind of a key, key, key driver there. But also we think, Touch by AJBL will allow people to offer more simplified advice propositions for people who are in that early accumulation uh, phase of their lives. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's going to be a sort of simplified investment platform, isn't it? Touch by touch. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so um, there won't be a robo advice offering, it is for financial advisors to use. No, it's, it's to financial advisors uh, to, to offer their advice process but using a simplified kind of interface. I think ultimately, you know, why, why hasn't Robo taken off to the extent that the FCA wish it would, wish it would in order to close that advice gap? Because fundamentally, advice is a face-to-face, -face, real personal relationship uh, kind of transaction. You know, you're trusting this person with your life savings. And therefore, kind of, you know, trust is a real key issue. And so it's about relationships. Um, you know, so trusting an algorithm to make investment decisions on your behalf is, you know, for some people, a step too far. And I think there'll always be a place. In fact, there's arguably a place for even more investment advice going forward. As, as a nation, kind of people get older and older, the proportion of UK households and adults who are over the age of 60 and therefore more likely to require investment advice, that's only going to grow. So great news for advisors is you're in the growth space the number of people who would demand your services is on the increase whereas actually as an industry we're struggling to bring new advisors into the industry so supply demand perspective i think you know being a financial advisor is a great place to be perfect um kevin we'll wrap up shortly uh but is there anything else you can tell us about touch uh when you know our listeners could expect it to launch or any more information you can share I think we're already on record the same before the end of the year. So we, here we are on the 26th of April. That, that gives you around seven months. Some point in that, in that window, you can expect to see Twitch hit your screens. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us uh, on our podcast today. And enjoyed chatting to you, Nick. Enjoyed chatting to you too. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact about this episode, you can find us on Twitter. We're at New Model Advisor. Or feel free to email me. I'm nblackburn at citywire.co.uk. Thanks very much, everyone. This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies, from healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution. Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk.